Sorry. I'm going to get in trouble. And welcome to round three of the first game of my objectively Sorry. correct movie reviews. Today's topic, of course, is Judge Dredd, directed by mm. Danny Cannon, which came out in 1995. Mm. And Mr. Cannon would probably prefer you don't talk about this movie to him. This movie, of course, stars Sylvester Stallone, our man Asante, Rob Schneider, Diane Lane, Ma Max Van Sydow, uh, and Joan Chen. Uh, bit of a diverse cast there, you know, got a couple of Italians and a couple of not-Italians. A wonderful movie. Um, of course, we should uh, establish who is in the lead and who is not in the lead currently. The scores from last round's Killer Clowns from Outer Space stand at uh, Alan with 80 points, Lexby with 116 points, and Roxanne with 117 points. Now, if they will hold that lead, we will see. Uh, of course, uh, because Roxanne went last last week and she went second the first week, Roxanne will be starting us off, then followed by Alan, and followed by Luxby in the end. Hmm. I don't know if you guys need any introductions. I think we can just continue, get this done as quick as possible. So, Roxanne, would you like to start us off with our first point, please? Well, I think, um, I'm going to say, you just generally didn't like Dredd as a character. Um, he's honestly just kind of terrible all the time. Um, he is just... He is violent. He is dogmatic. Uh, but, like, that's kind of funny. Um, he is the law. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Sylvester Stallone's um, uh, characterization. I, I, there's a word I'm looking for, and I can't find it right now. I don't know. Uh, you know, the way he plays this character is not particularly good, but it is enjoyable at times. So, so this, is a, this is a negative and a positive note. Um you know, he, he delivers some lines uh, that are bad, but it's, like, so bad it's good. Like, you know, I am the law. Or, like, um, this room has been pacified. Or um, <laughs> uh, another, like, thing early in the movie, um, after um, he, <laughs> he tells Fergie... Uh, you know, the Rob Schneider character um, that, uh, you know, he could have jumped out the window and he's like, 40 stories? Like, that would have been suicide. And he's like, it would have been legal. Um, yeah, he's just completely, he, he's an idiot. He is violent and he like, he never changes throughout the movie. He is the same complete piece of shit cop from start to finish. I, I mean, maybe there's a tiny bit of change, but maybe we'll get into that later. I don't know. Okay, interesting, interesting. Well, I think the main thing in the comics, which this is based on um, uh, some comics, is Judge Dredd doesn't ever change. He is the same person the entire time, which would be better if this Dredd was, in fact, Judge Dredd and not just Sylvester Stallone. Um, you did bring up an interesting thing about the I am the law bit. Um what uh, what do you think how do you think I felt about uh that first I am the law that he does? Uh, well, so actually 
my mm-hmm. my first note right before I just had that quote written down was um those are some kinky boots. Um just just a comment on his his costume. Um I think you probably laughed. Um it was honestly not even very intimidating. I think it was bad. And I think you probably thought it was bad, but like you also probably enjoyed it. No, you're saying conflicting things. You're saying it's bad, but you think I enjoyed it? Well, like that's uh, that's a hard I'll cut thing. you off. <laughs> No, because I was like, okay, this is our first appearance of Dread. Surely he's going to be the cool action star, you know, being played by Sylvester Stallone. He was ridiculous. And then he's just like, I am the law. <laughs> no, it's not cool at all. I just no. was like super disappointed that that's his first line. He just gets off a bike and just shouts up, I am the law. No, that sucked. I hated that. I didn't even find it funny. Seriously? I was like, this is disappointing. <laughs> like, I want... I wanted him to be cool, and then he just wasn't. But you're right. I I didn't really have like a general note of of Tread isn't cool. But I mean, you're right. Um, I think I think I'll give you six points on that because right. it is it is a bit of a travesty. It is the 2080 comics. And one thing I forgot to address at the beginning is, of course, our bonus points at the end. Uh, Keep in mind who my favorite character is, who I think gave the best performance, and of course, who had the best special effects in the movie. Um, Or what had the best special effects in the movie. Um, With that, did you have another point real quick? I just wanted to say um, an answer to that. I suppose I didn't really have any expectations of this movie. I actually had very low expectations of this movie, and it, it honestly, it exceeded them. Uh, because I enjoyed how terrible it was. Um, but anyway. Yes, you, I believe you spent New Year's watching this movie. I did. I had a great time. All right. And then we move on to Ellen. What is your first point today? Okay. Um, I think you would have had trouble with this feature. I know, like, it's in the future, uh, futuristic city and everything, but there were a lot of, like, targeted, like, blasts, fires, like, just being targeted to a specific area, but, like, nothing, like, around it or, like, nearby it would, like, go off. Here's an example, like, a controlled grenade. It didn't affect the other vehicles or anything else nearby, but now those could withstand blasts, obviously, because a lot of things we see, like, the ceiling when he tries to come in, like, it's very, like, strong and, like, yeah, it just, like, completely crumbled, so I guess it's not that sturdy, but... Or, like, the vehicles, like, I guess they were meant to withstand, like, blasts, like, even, like, with fire or, like, grenades being launched at them. Or, but unless if it was directed right at them, then they would have the effect. Like, nothing, on, like, around them would, like, be affected, yeah, like, yeah. as, like, offspring. But, like, if it was directed right at you, like a grenade or, like, a fire going off at you, then you would get the effect from that. So I guess you might have had trouble with that in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Even I, have, if, but... I, I got a note here that Judge Dredd at no point considers collateral damage. Because he shoots a grenade right at a dude's car, and there are other cars right there. And surprisingly, they don't explode, which I guess is good for him. But, like, 
the beginning of the movie is literally like this reporter is like, man, Judge Dredd is a menace to society. And then the rest of the movie is Judge Dredd proving that he is, in fact, a menace to society. So, no, you're absolutely right. That is four points for you, Ellen. Uh, we will move on to Luxby. Your movie, okay. your first point. I'm going to go over the, uh, the prison scene with Rico a little yes. bit. Uh, and there will be some quotes, but I'm just gonna start with like, like how bullshit a lot of the cell stuff is, and how unsecure it is, and how they don't like search his stuff when he's this big person. They he they somehow get all this contraband inside this major prison. Yet I'm supposed to believe this is a futuristic society about law, like they're all about law. Yet they have all of these small, like, these stupid things that a prisoner could get away from when he's a single prisoner in this part of a prison. Uh, and somehow, for, I don't get why the turrets have to be off and why they can't just recognize that that's the bad guy and that the guard's not when they obviously in the pre-war had robots that could recognize friend or foe. Uh, but the I'm going to say some of the quotes that I liked from that scene which are the innocent exist until they inevitably become perpetrators. And then that leads to guilty and innocent is only a matter of timing. And then the guard goes, what is the meaning of life? And right before he gets shot, uh, Rico goes, it ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of that scene where Rico's just in a one, Cell thing is kind of doesn't make sense. It reminds say, me however, of Hannibal Lecter a little. I will say, however, um, Rico is clearly like super bad guy. He was a former judge, so I think yeah, because because we know immediately when Judge Dredd gets called out later uh, that one of the prisoners immediately tries to murder him, which makes me think why wouldn't like judges if they go bad why wouldn't they have their own personal thing seeing as they are the most dangerous person in the world um but yeah the warden was clearly evil like he was in on the whole conspiracy um so like i get like i understand the guard like, wasn't that well yeah killed. he told the guards to go back he didn't let them come in the room with him um and then, yeah, the thing is, the, th the biggest thing I have an issue with is the guns can't recognize who the warden is, despite him being the warden. Like, I think if you have a bunch of machine guns in a room yeah. that you can enter at any time, you would have, like, your own biometric scan, especially since this is the future, and go, hey, I'm the warden, never shoot me. And not a voice-activated, don't shoot me, please, I am the warden. Um, so I think that's six points for you. Oh, also, I just reminded myself, I will give anyone ten points if you can tell me what the full plan of the bad guys is. Because obviously, now I got a problem with that. Um, so we come to round two. Um... And we move back to Roxanne. So I just want to ask first, like, as far as the full plan, is it like something like you actually know the answer? Or 
Is it like you're wondering no, what it is? No, I have no idea <laughs> what the plan was from the beginning. If someone can explain the warden's plan, the bad guy's plan, who we haven't talked about, the judge Griffin's plan, and Rico's plan, like what was Judge Griffin's plan to get Rico, and why was the warden involved in it? And what was Rico's plan after he betrays them? Yeah, I'm not going to get those points. Um, But but here I hope to get some points for um, some positives. Uh, (laughs) There was... um, there was a lot of nice, uh, just funny, subtle environment stuff. Um, so uh, initially, um, when Fergie's in the cab, um, there's like the automated voice uh, saying, take caution in this sector. There's a citizen riot in progress. Have a nice day. Um, later on, uh, we meet the like robot that says, um, eat recycled food. It's o- it's good for the environment and okay for you. Um, and just like some other like just s- silly things like uh, this, like uh, there's uh, something on the corner of Abbott and Costello. Um, so yeah, just like the environment is a joke. Oh yeah, I have I have a lot of notes about that. I don't know necessarily if it's the environment or if it's technology. Fair, fair. It's it's very some of them are very funny. Uh, I have them back to back. Citizen ride in progress. Have a nice day. Plus 3 right there. I mean, that's one of the that's it's very funny. And recycle food is good for the environment and okay for you. Like that that one killed me. Uh, that's five points right there. However, I will point out, I did not enjoy Corner of Abbott and Costello. Really? Okay. Like, obviously, Abbott and Costello are hilarious and funny. What are you doing in a very uber serious environment? Like, I can I can pass the robots because robots are programmed, and like they have to like there might be laws saying you have to say that recycled food is good for the environment and bad for you. And they're like, okay, but what if instead of bad, we say okay? And they go, yeah, that passes. I think the future FDA would allow that. However, I don't like whoever, whichever judge in charge was like, hmm, this this street corn, this street will be Abbott, and this one right next to it, running parallel, will be Costello. There's also another one, I, like another pair of comedians that I didn't catch. But I don't, I don't love that in the future where everything is super serious for the most part, that they just have comedians. Like, at the corner of Murphy and Faye, a lot of things have gone down. Eddie Murphy and Tina Faye. Um, oh. <laughs> but, like, if it was like that the entire time, it might be slightly funnier. Like, at the corner of Carlin and um, I'm running out of comedians and I feel bad. Well, they have to like be a pair that works together. Well, you know? I don't like Mitchell and Webb or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so let me add those points up. So that is eight points for that one. So we move uh, to Ellen. Okay, about like you wanted to know what like Rico's like whole motive was because I guess he was the major bad guy in oh, this no, film no, 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 because no, no. according to you have people, to tell me the entire plan. 
what is Judge Griffin's plan? How does the warden factor into it? And then what is Rico's plan? You have to tell me all three of them for the 10 points. And we can save that till the end and I'll make all of you say it. And like, give all oh, of you have okay. to give up with one. Um, so yeah, we'll ignore that for now. I did misphrase that. It was supposed to be with the other bonus points. Oh, okay. So give yeah. me one of your main points so, from the other part of the movie. Let me go back up to the top real quick and find what I was going to say. Uh, wait. Okay, I guess Judge Dredd, he lives by the law, and he just, like, he, again, never really changes, but he does have a lot of interesting liners, like, ha, I knew you'd say that, like, I just feel like maybe you would have liked that is that's his, like, go-to quip, and even her, she ends up mocking that in the end, because she, because that's sort of, like, just his go-to line whenever he's, like, saying something, so let me bring this up where I saw one, for example. Uh, I, I scroll all the way to the bottom to find questions. Uh, let me see. Oh yeah, how do you plead? Ah, I knew you'd say that as he electrocutes that one guy. That's just a funny moment, but maybe, maybe you would have enjoyed that line. But and another line, though, that I was going to say was like that pizza line. Oh yeah, we can't just knock on the wall and say, hello, cursed earth pizza. That was pretty funny quip. It had a lot of, oh, like, funny from... moments like that. Uh, Fergie, I believe. Yeah, Fergie. Or something. Uh, he was a great character, and I definitely see him as being one of your fa- uh, one of your favorite characters, if not your favorite character from this. But yeah, I guess what I was going to say first is, like, even though, yeah, Dread, it's already been, like, talked about from Roxanne, that he's just, he doesn't change at all, but maybe you would have liked his, like, clever crypt. Whenever he would say something, he would always finish it with, I knew you'd say that. Okay. I will say, I did have the pizza line from Fergie. Um, I will say, I did have the, I knew you'd do that. Um, It is, it's very stupid. Because originally, it's Judge Dredd saying, after he says, I am the law, um... Oh yeah, stuff. it's impossible. He I never said, broke the law. And then they, I am the law. <laughs> yeah. But so so um he he tells them to stand down and stuff and then they start shooting grenades and stuff at him and he goes, I knew they'd do that. And then he goes up and starts murdering them. And then And then Hershey gets him back very early on. Um I forget what it was, but she goes I knew you, but she obviously goes, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> um, and I do think there's a callback towards the end of it. So that's, that's eight currently for you. Let me just go to the end of my notes. How do you plead? Not guilty. I knew you'd say that. <laughs> I, like, wanted to throw up every time he said that. It's stupid, but I I almost kept a counter of how many times he said it, but I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. Then uh, the, I knew you'd say that call back at the end. Uh, so that was only three points. So I think that's 11 points right there for you. Okay, we move uh, into Luxby. Um, I don't know if you had a problem with this stuff, but I had a problem with a lot of the stuff, like with the plane scene where they're moving, 
the uh, prisoners. Uh, there's like the first thing it opens with. Uh, I don't remember his character's name. Rob Schneider's character, Fergie. Fergie. Uh, recognizes Dread just by his jawline and mouth. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to be able to recognize Dread just like that. Uh, but the jawline, that was just that, that point where I couldn't suspend. I just feel like, I, yeah. Uh, then the person, I just think for a future that cares about the law so much, they're terrible at finding contraband on people. Because a person on this ship brings a shiv in and is able to just easily just pull it out to kill Dread. Uh, which, and then that person with the shiv kind of causes a plane crash to happen along with the people who shoot the rocket. Yeah, no, I would say it's a little bit of both because a person, there's shoot, a person, the people, uh, the people shoot the rocket at the plane, the guy shoots the gun, the pilots get shot while the guy has the shiv on him. I don't believe they could have survived that plane crash. I don't believe that's possible. If you saw the special effects for that fucking explosion... No, I. No matter what, I don't believe that anyone could have survived that crash. Okay, yeah, no, you you said the immediately you got. Uh, Fergie recognizes dread from his chin is what I put, but yeah, jawline was probably makes more sense because he. I love they end up right next to each other and he's looking at him and then he goes. And then he just starts calling him Dread. Obviously, I just mimed what he does in the movie. If you've seen it, it makes sense. If it didn't, no. So, I will say, Fergie gets arrested, like, a week before Dread does. (laughs) And they still end up in the same prison transport. Like, how often do they, like, if you have a giant jail, and it does, I don't, they never show us, like, a jail in Megacity 1. The processing would be faster for a society that's run. Yeah, presumably, like you say, take this man away, and then they immediately put him on a (laughs) prison transport. Um, Another thing I had was the prison transport ship doesn't have alarms for when someone undoes their restraints. Because when that guy gets out of his seat with his shiv, it's not until, like, he's, like, they make a disturbance where he's trying to stab Dredd. Do the guards notice? But I will say it's not until the angels shoot the prison transport that there is a problem. Because presumably the dude, the guy who shoots at the prisoner is going to shoot that prisoner and either kill several of the prisoners, which doesn't really seem like that's a big issue in this society. Consider that prisoner killing them all. If that prisoner wasn't standing there, the guard wouldn't have shot and the plane wouldn't have crashed. That has nothing to do. They shoot a missile launcher into the ship, and that's why it crashed. I feel like they could have lived if the pilots weren't shot to death, but that might just be me. Well, they got hit with the rocket, and then the rocket causes the dude to trip and then shoot the pilot. But the way it crashed, I don't believe anyone could have lived that crash. No, probably not. I think Dredd and Fergie aren't even in the ship when it crashes. How do they get out? I think there's a hole in the side of the plane. Um, it's it's not entirely clear. Um, but we will move on to round three. Uh, we come back to Roxanne. 
<sighs> okay. So, um, I just, I had a real problem with all of Judd, all of Dredd's Oh, sorry. Special- uh, you did get four points for the chin comment. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> so, um, I had a real problem with all of Dredd's just special treatment throughout the movie. Um, so let's start with, um, first, you know, after, um, the, the main judge guy, um, the guy who, that, whatever name you just said, Max von Sydow, still, Um, though you said his name, Dread Fargo, Judge Fargo. Yes. Yes. Yes, Fargo. Judge Judge Um, Fargo. So first, uh, you know, upon him thinking like him, him saying to Dread, like, you know, you're just you're kind of a loose cannon, like you're you're out of control. And he says, like, I want you to go to the academy uh, for ethics. And I'm thinking, like, oh, he's gonna like have him start like taking ethics courses. Great, no, to teach. And it goes exactly like you would expect. Like he he gives this horrifying speech to the cadets about like taking law to the lawless. And I just had a note there, um, Ajab, all judges are bastards. Um, but anyway, so, you know, that's how he is um, rewarded for his terrible behavior. Um, so also when, you know, he gets accused of murder, surprisingly, wrongfully, um, that's honestly the biggest surprise of all. He gets a trial, but, you know, regular people don't. Uh, fuck this class system. I um, think it's only because he's a judge does right. he get a trial. I, I figured that. I agree. But fuck this class system. Yeah, hated that. Uh, and then, you know, like, uh, of course, that Fargo was able to sidestep, uh, you know, him getting the harshest punishment by just saying, I'm going to I'm going to walk out into the cursed earth. And oh. uh, I, I, I know it's the whole thing about honoring his last request or order or whatever. And that was part of the bad guy's plan. Uh, oh, is it now? <laughs> I'm taking notes yeah, now. Yeah, because, because Griffin would have been the chief justice if ah. not for, um, or sorry, chief judge. Chief judge, okay. Um, which they, mm, but yeah, so. Which, by the way. If he didn't step down as judge, <laughs> he, it probably would have taken time for uh, Judge Fargo to die. Um, True. For his plan to go into effect. Why is that the retirement, by the way? I think it's hilarious, first of all. I just love the fact that it's like, you've served our city wonderfully for the past 20, 30 years. Here's a gun. Go out into the desert and die. It's very, I think that there's like a thing. It might be a cultural thing or it might just been made up for this movie, you know. That it's like, yeah, we send our old out to die honorably. Um, like one of my favorite book series, there's this like really old vampire and they announce his death because he locked himself in a room with a giant bear (laughs) and then they killed each other and they were all like, that's really honorable of him. Huh. Um, so it might be something like that. Um, (laughs) yeah, no, I do have, I did have a point here. The chief makes his son learn ethics because spoiler alert, he is a clone of Fargo. Oh. Um, and I did have 
I did have a plus five because he goes to make his son learn ethics. And then you're absolutely right. He just starts teaching these kids instead of anything. So I'm going to retroactively make that a minus five because he doesn't learn ethics. Um, Wait, so points? <laughs> yes, you do get points. Oh, nice. <laughs> because I looked at it and I go, why do I have this as a plus? It should have been a minus. And <laughs> you're right. I do not like that. Um. And I will say, so Judge Dredd is supposed to be like, he's a celebrity. He's one of the most famous judges in the city. Like, you can just say, name any other judge, and people go, I don't know who that is. And if you say Dredd, they go, oh, fuck, Dredd? So I feel it is entirely classist that everyone knows who Judge Dredd is, and they're like, well, he served us so well. But also, they should have just made him go out into the desert. Um. But yeah, so I think that's that'll be uh, five points for you. Uh, we move on to Alan. All right. When Dredd and Fergie like were running through that incinerator to try to beat it, to get into like the city before it like lights again. Well, first off, like Fergie managed to manage to count and run at the same time. Impressive because he said he, I believe he said he doesn't work out like Dredd does. But then he ends up falling on the ground anyway. But however, they still managed time to like shoot that fence grate to like slide down it. And then as they slid down it, like, they end up unscathed by that massive drop. I know they landed on something, I guess, cushy or, like, soft to break the they fall. They in but the trash. It w- in the trash. But it kind of impressed me that they weren't really that hurt or, like, injured. They, would, they weren't, like, badly or, or, like, scuffed up or anything. And, like, when they finally do get a scar, it's, like, from, like, later on when, like, Dread, I think, gets, like, a punch from someone or, like, that's finally something that, like, sticks on their body that shows. But, like, anything from, like, that massive fall doesn't, like, really stick. They just, like, brush it off. Or, like, when, like, they're flying, like, on the motor on the motorcycle, like, and, like, being shot at and everything. Like, they're not, like, shaken up at all by that. Again, no collateral damage unless it's direct target. But, like, okay. I just, maybe that's a minus that the only, like, major thing that, like, really sticks with them is, like, that direct contact to, like, his face. Daddy yeah. gets that scar from, like, Rico later on, but... Yeah, yeah I'll say, for the most minus. part, it is, like, an action movie, and most action movies don't really have, like, scars or people slowly getting bad over time. I'd say the only one would be, like, or the one I can think of right away is, like, um, John McClane in Die Hard, where he slowly gets more and more gross. Um, But, you know, just because, like... Like, you shouldn't get points for having something realistic, but I think you should lose points for not even having the bare minimum. So I'll give you, I'll give you three points on that. Um, we come back to Luxby. Um, I'm going to talk about the same scene, uh, just since we're there. Uh, first off, in that scene, they're okay, running... Which scene? The bike scene? The or... scene with the fire. Okay. They're running from the fire, which makes no sense. Because previously, the fire had been shooting outside of the thing. So the, it, they ran, like, they had previously shown them waiting outside, and the fire was shooting outside the hole. So technically, they should be running towards the fire, and once the fire goes off, the closer they get, the more screwed they are. Second, um, right before they run in, <laughs> Judge Dredd says that they've never apologized, yet they literally apologize in a scene in the movie before that, 
which I only noticed because I've seen this movie twice now. <laughs> but like what I right what he said, I'm, I'm sorry, sir, or whatever during the like investigation. I was just like, gotcha, Trent. <laughs> oh, I feel like obviously he's going to apologize to his superior, but he will never admit to like Fergie of all people that he's ever apologized. But whether or not that was purposeful, I don't think there was a much of a callback for that. Um, I thought they were running towards the fire. Am I in, am I no, incorrect? The fire was coming from? from behind them. You can you literally see Rob Schneider that? running and behind him while he's making that face. Well, yeah, because I think he there. turns around to run, doesn't he? Because I thought he cowered like, it out, he, and he, then there, he tripped. It is come like we could. I could show the scene really quick, but man, nah. I'll I'll give you I'll give you two points on that, um, and then I'll give you the three points for Judge Never Lies or Never Apologizes. Sorry, that right, just we, made me laugh. <laughs> we move into round four. That was also in I think the uh, like the errors on IMDb. It was he tells Fergie he's never apologized, and then he apologizes. The IMDb to Judge have Fergie. an error section. Yeah. Oh, that's really um, cool. It's mistake. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's under trivia and then quotes and then it's like errors <laughs> and other stuff. Like, and it will have like continuity errors, um, character errors. Like, usually it's a lot of continuity stuff. So and occasionally <laughs> anachronistics, like stuff that wouldn't exist in a pre- previous time. Um, so, presumably, they wouldn't have like any acronisms for this. Um, but we move into round four uh, with Roxanne. Okay, um, well, I am gonna just, I'm gonna just point out some, some funny things Fergie said. Um, sure. So, you know, Rob Schneider was, um, an interesting choice for this movie. Um, honestly, when I heard, when we were talking about this movie, I was pretty pumped that he was in it, because I thought, oh, great, he's gonna just be, like, ridiculous. And you know what? He was, and I loved it. Um, so, so yeah, uh. (laughs) When we first meet him and, you know, he, like, meets, like, the gang of thugs in the block war, whatever the hell a block war is, um, he's like, I live here. I mean, I'm going to live here if I live. Uh, Then um, later, um, as uh, they um, are there with the, the Angels family. Uh, and you know, he's trying to seem like a believer. He's like, hallelujah, brother. (laughs) And he, you know, tries to act like, you know, he's one of them. But then as you know, they are revealed to be cannibals. He's like, you can't eat me. I've got eczema. I've got warts. I've had gonorrhea. Eat dread. He works out. Uh, and then after dread single-handedly murders all of them, he's like, we got him. We did it. Pussies. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, just... Uh, Ferky did provide some levity, uh, I mean, to what was, I I think, supposed to be a serious movie. Um, he was generally a good time, even though, like, sometimes he was just annoying, and, uh, occasionally just, uh, a little bit too much, but mostly, he was a good time. Okay, you've only touched, I will say, you've only touched on one of the funny things I thought Ferky I have more things! Do you want more things? Oh, no. You have to wait until next <laughs> round now. I've started talking. Damn. So, yeah, Eat Dread, he works out. 
Uh, that was the only... I think that was the funny part. I will say, honestly, some parts of this movie, I'm like, does Fergie really need to be here? And at the end, I'm going to tell you how this movie can exist without Fergie. Because he does not need to be in this movie. Um... Hey, you're not going to be on it after today, unless you win. Um, so, we'll see about that. So, for the most part, uh, I will tell you one thing about Fergie. In the comic books, Fergie is the leader of an underground society of mutants, basically. And Fergie is... Oh, I think... I think yeah. Roxanne might have just disconnected. Hold on a second. Ah, oh, man. Technical issues. Can't live with them. Can't live with... Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, like I was saying, Fergie is a much different character in the comics. Like, he's the leader of a huge underground group. He's also an idiot. Uh, and he's much more heroic, and he's not snarky and smart like uh, this Fergie is supposed smart. to be. Is he smart? Yeah, he Fergie's is. Fergie's supposed to be because he can hack stuff. Yeah, but eh. and then they it's don't like, have him hack anything. He hacks that robot. Yeah, no, the he robot. Doesn't. He pulls he cords out. So your your new he point takes onto over round four. What were wait? What were my points? I I don't think. Sorry, we had a bit of technical issues. Did you give a point beforehand when we got cut off? I I did. Yeah. Okay, I think what, what you got four points? points. Four points. All right. All right, sorry. Yeah, you know, you could have just given me another point, and I would have given you more points. Oh, wait. Oh, I didn't know. Um, I, you so, said I wasn't allowed to. <laughs> no, no. Because of the technical issue. We're going on. Ellen, it's your turn. <laughs> All right, just to continue on with this conversation, yeah. because, well, Roxanne didn't mention some of my favorite Fergie lines, but I just wanted to say them, too, because they made me laugh. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to continue the conversation. No, 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 it's it's okay. funny. <laughs> Okay, well, I like that he says, I'm alive, I'm alive, after they fall through that pit, and then he sees Dredd, oh, so are you. But he also says later on, why are you taking off your his clothes in, in disgust? We don't have time for this. I like that that's where uh, he thought Dredd was going to do. <laughs> and he also, you're a lot of fun to be with, Dredd, you know that? <laughs> and also... Um, might uh, after like the bike and after they catch it like he says might want to wash that seat af off S might want to wash the seat after we get off the bike and dread actually says you and he says sorry <laughs> okay now back to my actual point uh those no, other no 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 I you like brought that up those, that, that was your that was your stuff for that oh okay okay i thought i could just converse i'm sorry to be oh no if you you should have done it while she was still talking um okay good I didn't want to get in trouble. So you brought up the line, I'm alive, oh, so are you. I didn't like that because, like, Fergie tripped in the incinerator and Judge Dredd runs back and grabs him. And then they both end up alive in the trash. And then he's like, oh, you're alive too. And I go, he's the one that saved you, asshole. Um... Because uh, he's like, really? Are you going to do that now? Like when he's knocked out that other guard? I'm pretty sure he's making a rape joke. Right? Yeah. Because that like dude his... is clearly knocked yeah. out. <laughs> um, and he's just like, you're going to fuck that guy while he's unconscious? Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, like, Rob Schneider, I don't, I don't know if, like, you said you're going to want to clean that seat. Because clearly at one point, while he's riding that bike, Rob Schneider gets an orgasm face. And I'm like, does he, is he telling him you need to clean it because he peed himself or because of something else? <laughs> Either way, this makes me uncomfortable. You know what? I will let, uh, okay, give me another point. So, uh, so you can get some points here. Oh, yeah. Well, again, I was just going to say that the judges, when they were, like, on the bike chasing them, like, how bad as shots they were, because it's impressive they were able to dodge all the bullets from them, just barely escaping without becoming too messed up. And again, crashing through a wall and falling from massive drop all on the bike. I just love how it came online at the last possible second. Still, again, action movie. But still serious damage from crashing through a wall and having lots of bullets flying towards them. Like running from like when they were running from that fire in the incinerator, how they were able to outrun that and shoot a hole in the vent to escape. And again, all the it's all contained explosions in these buildings. Like they the only thing that they hit gets caught on fire or blows up, as I said earlier. But again, it's just more like in your face at this as they're just trying to outrun all those judges. Because it's again it's just like they're all bad shots or just impressive that they can dodge them all. All right. Yeah. I think I'll give you three points there. Uh, we'll move on to Luxby. Um, the DNA doctor, her name's Dr. Hayden, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, I don't get why she's so loyal to Rico and like we're all of that. I feel like that came out of nowhere. And even after Rico is dead, she's still like fighting at the end. And I didn't understand any of that. And uh, I also, I, I kind of felt like Dr. Hayden felt a little forced, especially in that like woman free woman fight scene. I felt like that they didn't establish Dr. Hayden nearly enough as a character. If they wanted to use Dr. Hayden as a bad person, they should have at least given us. Why does Dr. Hayden want to work with Rico? And why are they so passionate between these two cuts of scenes? Like, what what really happened there? What did Rico promise Dr. Hayden, if anything? Uh, yeah. Interesting. I'm going to award you no points for that. Because Dr. Hayden is super hot for Rico. And it's very funny. Is Hold that established on, I've in the lost... comics? Hold on, I can't hear anything. I didn't pick that up. No. What is is that like comic knowledge you're supposed to have or nope, something? No, I don't think she's a character no. in the comics. Okay, that is not clear at all. I don't all. think that's clear either. No. I had that same note. I agree. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter what if you guys concur with each other. I am the one who is right. Yeah, numbers don't Hold matter. On. We just have to make Technical issues, we all hate technical issues. It's my fault that time, so, you know, it's whatever. You know, I really enjoyed, um, Dr. Hayden. Um, you're wrong. Uh, we move into round five, and of course at this point, anyone can choose to press the dick button, or we can wait until round ten to... Have everyone vote. I'm going to let Ellen press it. I'm going to say that. I'm not going to press it. I'm just letting you know that, Roxanne. I'm not going to touch it. If you let Ellen press it, Ellen can have the dick button or we can all have the points spread out. I'm with you. You're muted right now, Ellen? 
Wait, are you guys sure you don't want to press it? I'm you guys not. press it. This is your chance to be a dick. If you want to press the button and make it equal, we all pressed it. You all right, we it. move on to Roxanne. And remember, at any point, you can press the dick button. You don't have to wait and ask for permission. You can interrupt anyone. Hmm. Um, well, okay, so I just want to point out uh, some things that I found kind of offensive. Um, sure. some, some things that were not already mentioned that were kind of offensive. Um, so, you know, the, the Angel family. Um, mm-hmm. I honestly, from their initial appearance, I just had like, what do you have against Appalachian people? <laughs> um, you know, because they're just like, uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Car- yeah, they're just a caricature of that, just like all the stereotypes. Um, yeah, that was just kind of, uh, you know, not great. Um, I also had, oh gosh, my. My phone just got all screwed up. Um, well, while I'm searching for my other one, um, I know. Ah, yes. So, okay. I just want to give a very specific note from the Hayden and Hershey fight. Um, oh, yeah. So when Hayden calls Hershey a bitch. Well, she's like, bitch! And she's like, it's judge, bitch! And I was just like, oh, God, I I hate that. It's just, honestly, uh, it's not exactly offensive, but it was just, um, like, gross to me. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, actually, no, I think those were the only, um, the only other things I had uh, on okay. on that sort of note. All right, yeah, I will, I didn't really have a thing about, because I didn't recognize them as Appalachian stereotypes, and then you said it, and I go, oh, no, absolutely, 100%. I'm going to catch me a city boy. Like, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So I'll give you six points overall for both of your points there. Thank you, thank you. Uh, We move on to Ellen. And just because I want to say this, I'm not going to press the button. I just want to say my thought processing. I thought at first, like, Kaysen would have liked this movie. But now as I'm listening to it, I think he's pretty much he doesn't like it. Because, again, Judge Dredd is just, like, a very, well, sticks to the law. He's not the best character morally either. And and after hearing what he has to say about Fergie and everything, I, I really think he didn't like this movie. So that's my thought process. I'm giving it to you guys to decide. No, I just, you guys can, that's just what I think, because I like to help okay, people Okay, will you out. give me your point, though? Okay, sorry. Um, my point was, sorry, I have it right here. <laughs> okay, I think it's just more, like, okay, I believe Fergie tries to fire a gun. Nothing's happening. You gotta cock it first, moron. And you didn't say anything about cocking. It's a gun, a blaster. Clearly, he's never been around them or in possession of one. He's new to this way of life, and he was able to shoot him down and malfunction the bike. A rookie who could take down trained cadets, judges, etc. And he can't seem to, who can't seem to make their shots, even if Dread has been dodging. I thought that was an interesting point in there. A funny line. And again, with the closing of the electro gate, when something's 
again, I'm just writing down a lot of the things that I probably already said, but it's just interesting. Just like throughout that whole like sequence montage when it's in Target only explodes that one thing, nothing nearby or around is affected. Yeah, no, you're just saying a lot of the stuff you already have. I know. So, um, the only thing I can say about (gasps) cocking a shotgun, I'm like, I've never shot anything, but I know with a shotgun, with that very obvious thing on the end, you go, you have to ch-ch it first. Um... So I just think this just it's just a weird thing about Fergie being weird because he was literally I think they gave him a gun during the Block War. Yeah. So I, also, like, I like that. Sorry, guys, I'm getting nowhere with your terminal, but I fixed the microwave. Want some popcorn? I like that part. Or and then he walks oh, and yeah, says, yeah. "Was this a bad time?" Sorry. Yeah, I'll give you three points for that. Uh, we move on to Lexby. Um. I'm gonna. I think the CGI terminal and the scan quad is kind of a little wacky, uh, and how they're like. I did kind of find it as like the baby's the only real thing. I thought that part was kind of cool, but like the way the animation and all of that, and like and how the new background was able to like pop up over the old background, and all of that. I don't know. I just thought it kind of was kind of stupid and wacky but that's just me yeah i got one one thing there why would the baby not be edited why would they just why do they have that weird picture of judge dread baby (laughs) sitting there and then they edit everything around the baby like he's just sitting on a fence i think in the fake picture and two fake parents are there Why wouldn't you, like, have, like, a picture of someone holding the baby and have it be Max von Sydow? Because then it would also illuminate the point that Max von Sydow is his father, technically. Um, So I will give you six for that. And also, that was, like, that was, like, a trainee judge that was able to do that. And, like, we were faking Judge Dredd so that he thought he was a real person and a trainee judge is able to undo our technology. <laughs> That's not very great security, is it? Are you saying clones aren't real people? Well, it really depends. In this movie, no, no, they're not. At the end, they are literally a bunch of clones that do nothing. Um, we will move into round six, and I will tell you that the score is currently. Roxanne stands at the lead with 29 points, Ellen close behind with 24, and Luxby just behind in 21. So, Roxanne, what is your next point, please? So, I want to talk about the ABC Warrior. Um, yes. I've got a, I've got a plot. First, I have a negative, and then I have a positive. So, um, when he was first introduced, um... Uh, when Rico like hot wires him or whatever, I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that, that was incredibly easy. Um, that was weird. And also like, what does it run on? You know, he just has like, I don't know, like a, a charge or whatever. He has fuel. Okay. That that's odd. He's just been sitting around for years, uh, in disrepair. But then later on, I loved the abc warrior i thought his relationship with rico was adorable it was endearing and his I name watched... is hammerstein hammerstein well and, and later he also calls him fido 
um, yeah. which was cute. Um, well, it was honestly at first he was just calling him robot, but then he calls him Fido. And I was like, oh, but like, uh, I watched this movie with subtitles because I was like, I want to make sure I get, yes. you know, the quotes right. And when like, uh, he like does something that Rico approves of, I think he kills somebody and he's like, my boy, the subtitle was mechanical purring. And it was so cute. No, that, that was exactly what I got. I actually, I I didn't like the electronic purring bit. You didn't? Because like I was that? like, okay, that's a bit weird for me. Oh. I did, in fact, love my boy. <laughs> and I have that out of context. And I was looking at it this whole time going, what is that? <laughs> and then you said it. And I go, oh, of course, it's Rico calling my boy. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so uh, I do love the I do love Hammerstein. I don't know why. I I think he's a comic book character, and they just randomly gave him the name from the comics because I doubt he acts at all the same. Um. Yeah, so I gave you. I think I gave you six points for pointing out how great Hammerstein is, and then you also got. Um, five points for my boy. But I was super weirded out with the electronic purring, because I also watched it with subtitles. So you will not get points for that. Damn it. I watched it with my cat on my lap, so I was like, aw. <laughs> All right, Ellen, we come back to you. Okay, between Rico and Dread, Rico says, you destroyed your life to embrace the law, and I destroyed the law to embrace life. I really enjoyed that dynamic because Dread obviously lives by the law and just like only sees it all and tries to defend that as through all of that, his actions throughout the movie. And while well, Rico just wants him to see that he's his only family, he's his the like brothers and like they can they can turn down the law, they can like create something new. They could just like uh just like falling it like together. But I also like that as soon after he said that speaking of life sending the clones, I thought that was a funny little touch that he had to end, end that with at the end of that, I guess, touching line. But again, I just kind of like their okay. dynamic that like Rico's all about life and like wanting to like work together. I guess it's kind of sound like, and it sounds like Dredd actually did feel bad for him. And then yeah. he saw what Rico had been doing with the clones and he immediately went back to despising him. Well, yeah, like, in, in this movie, they were best friends before um, before everything went bad. I do have to disagree with the point with you destroy life uh, to uphold the law. I destroy law to uh, to live my life. What life, Rico? You were in jail for six years, I believe. And then you get out and you immediately start murdering people. <laughs> So, like, uh, that is kind of forced, I think, because we don't get, like, a thing like, yeah, he went on, like, a, a rampage before he went to jail or was always slightly bad. No, they just were like, yeah, he's in jail, now he's out, and it's a bad thing. Um, But, uh, yeah, I will give you points because, yeah, it's a good dynamic. I, I, They are supposed to be two sides of the same coin. Um, So we move on to Luxby. This might be a wasted round. Because it's not, like, a fast point. But no one said it. Uh, the fact that he takes his helmet off at yes. multiple points in the movie. Just Absolutely. The fact, yeah. Uh, that flat out, I feel like, is its own point. 
like I don't they need to go more I don't really know how to yeah. go further into that I had to I actually had to like erase some of my earlier notes because I was like no I'll just put these all into one thing so not only is Dred's face not fucked up they spent as much time as possible showing off Stallone's face yeah like I had come into it and I know in the comics 2000 AD Dred's face is never shown like they censor it and stuff. The only time it was accidentally shown was when they ju- show Judge Fargo in his full detail. And then they go, wait, if he was cloned off of him, they should look exactly the same. And then they censored his face. Um, and then I, because I read that some of the complaints were he takes his mask off. I thought it was for like one scene he takes his mask off. Once he takes that helmet off, he doesn't take it off. He doesn't put it back on until the end of the movie. That's minus 10 points right there. Uh, Which is a plus 10 for you, of course. Minus 10 from this movie, however. All right. Not wasted at all, huh? Uh, Roxanne, we come back to you. So I'm mad because I actually found that other note about the other thing that I found offensive. But uh, I'm past that now. Um. You can add it on to your next point if you'd like. Uh, it is completely unrelated. Um, no, it's fine. All right. So, because if uh, you would have had it last round, you would have already said it. Heck yeah. It's all right. Black. So when Rico goes and he gets the ABC Warrior, the guy uh, at the shop uh, says, um, "You can still collect them as long as they're non-functioning, like my wife." And I was just like, "Eh, come on, like, you know, wife bad, just eh." Um, this movie came out in the 80s. Yeah. Like, we can expect them to be better, but they won't it's, be. Yeah, it's up to I'll, I'll give you two points for it still. All right, cool. What's um, your main point? So my main point... Um, so I just felt like um, there were definitely some moments where I felt like um, this movie just... It expected a lot of the viewer um, and... Uh, I, I think maybe that this movie probably just expected that whoever was watching it had read the comics or something, but like there were definitely points where I was confused. Um, like for example, the very first time Rico is introduced, there is like a, a zoom in on his face and the music swells like you're supposed to recognize him or something. And I like, I literally had to pause the movie and like, look up like you know who is this actor because guys guys i have like mild face blindness i'm like have i it's seen armand this guy Asante. before right yeah it's armand Asante, the guy no, yeah, you're yeah absolutely anyway, right so i was like why is the movie acting like i should know who this is uh and then later uh when um geez uh i had the quote later when um Dread is saying, I didn't kill Hammond. It was Griffin. And I'm like, who are who are Hammond and Griffin? Um, I need to like look Hammond up. Hammond was who the these... reporter. Right. I found that Griffin out. Griffin was the dickhead. Right. But that was like I felt like that was not clearly established enough. It's just like these were not things that were made clear enough and like the movie was just really expecting viewers to be totally into this lore or something. <laughs> No, I'll tell you 100% that that is entirely wrong. 
because like and I'll tell I'll tell you about it. But yeah, no, 100% when Rico turns around means absolutely nothing to me. Also, I have minus points because the villain's name is just Rico. And it's just like, no, we have to watch out. Otherwise, Rico will get us. Rico is not a name of terror. Rico is like your cousin or like this dude that your cousin knows that has pot. Rico is not the main antagonist of anything. Um, yeah, I will. I obviously, I think I did have to look up the names too. Um, so I think I do have to give points away because, like, they simultaneously over um, what's the word? Exposit, and then don't explain other things. The angel family comes out of nowhere. And we get nothing about them other than Judge Go- Judge Dredd saying, "Hey, they're cannibals, by the way." Oh, sorry. Hey, they're cannibals, by the way. Um. So, like, <laughs> there's so many parts of this movie that they tell you about, and then they don't tell you about, like Mega City. Like they have the map of Mega City One, Mega City Two, um, whatever the bad part is, and then Texas City. <laughs> Texas City is still hilarious to me. It would have been funnier if it was just Texas. It would have been hilarious. Um, but yeah, you do get points there. Um, uh, yeah, Rico turning around meant absolutely nothing. Because I don't even think our man Asante is super famous. I had never heard of him until this. So that's four points right there. I think I gave you... An extra three points at some point. I don't know. You have points here. It doesn't matter. Um, Ellen, we move on to you. Okay. First off, this movie came out in 1995. You said the 80s. Sorry, I just thought... Oh, way to call me out, but okay, yeah, that's fair. Oh, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay, another thing is... If I'm wrong, um, I'm wrong. You gotta call someone out on it. Oh, no. Before, like, before they went in to, like, meet with Rico and the Skull, all the clones, like, it hadn't been raining or storming out, but then when they finally get outside, like, when they're on that rooftop scene with Rico, like, it's, like, heavily downpouring. I guess the rain just came later on, but it's a yeah, brilliant it's dramatic. all that fire and destruction rain. that happened in the city, but I guess it kind of just took me off guard because I, I guess it just sort of started randomly for me, the weather, so I, I had that as a note. But I guess as a real thing, you might have dubbed the soundtrack, the credit scene, we had a lot of really cool music that kind of fit with, like, that futuristic vibe of that dystopia city. No, I don't think I really paid attention to the soundtrack all that much. But, I mean, any, like, dramatic action movie is going to have rain or something happen that denotes more dramaticity, like, whatever. So I don't think that's unsurprising that it just starts raining out of nowhere. Um, so we'll move on to Luxby. Um, what's the second chief's name? Um, Griffin or yeah, Griffin? Griffin. Um, I don't understand why Griffin was surprised when Rico replaced all of the DNA in the things. Like Griffin put all of this trust into Rico when Rico like is established to be pretty evil. I just think Griffin's kind of an idiot. Uh and um I don't get 
why Rico thinks having a bunch of himself makes sense, and then why he thinks Dread would make a good council leader to a bunch of little Ricos, or like regular sized Ricos, but like, I don't, Rico, yeah, that, that part of Rico's plan does not make sense at all. And Griffin is uh, stupid for trusting Rico. Yeah, I didn't have that down, but that is a serious thing. Like, Griffin should know that Rico is crazy, because Rico is crazy, 100%. You should know not to trust that man. Um, so I will give you four points on that. Uh, we move into round eight. Uh, starting with Roxanne, of course, as always. All right. Uh, you said as always, so that means every game after this, I start first. So it's been said. If anyway. I invite you back, <laughs> well, every Roxanne game. was never Roxanne's in back. every game. Yeah. From now on. Roxanne was never seen again. <laughs> so um, I want to talk about the um, the chase scene in the like <laughs> hover car thingy, whatever it's called. Um, the bike. The bike. The bike. Yeah, that thing. Um, it was, oh my god, it was bad. Um. Oh, yeah. So, okay, just, just a few, my first note from that scene, um, was, um, like, why, why is there an electric sign thing that keeps, like, opening and closing, and then when a guy gets caught in it, it, like, stretches, and he, like, waves his arms like he's on a roller coaster, and then he explodes. Um, there's a moment when <laughs> Dread is like, this is where you get off, creep. And then the guy like slow motion falls. Um, and just like the whole scene just looks really bad. It's like very obvious green screen. Um, it was just really, really, really bad. Like you could like see like the outlines of them, like the lighting was bad. Um but yeah, mostly though the sign thing was incredibly strange. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember what that sign was. It has been a week or two oh. since I've seen this movie. Oh my god. Um so but, one of the people who's chasing them gets caught in a strange it's like a billboard, but it's electric and it like closes like it's like a video game. I level remember or the closing thing. <laughs> um but yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll, I'll give you three points on that. But I do have, I, I don't know necessarily because it was the '90s if it was green screen because I think at that point they would have moved to blue screen. Well, but I won't, I won't, I won't error you for that. But yeah, it was terrible blue screen backgrounds during Chase. Um, so that's six points overall, right there. No, not sixty-six points. Um, okay, uh, Ellen, we come back to you. I love how Hershey is trying to make Dread more human, though, especially, like, we see this throughout the movie, but especially towards the end, like, you can just see that she really cares about him, and he cares about her, and, like, I, I, I like their relationship. I really do feel like they do have something good. Maybe she can, like, bring him around from, like, being all, like, strict or, like, just focused on, like, the law or, like, being, like, completely unemotional, but she kind of brings out a little bit of his emotions. And also... Towards the end, I, I love how all the citizens are there. Everyone in general is happy for order <laughs> and the law to be restored. And it seems like the city seems relatively unscathed by all the events that just occurred. 
now granted, Fred is infamous, and everyone knows of him, so they would be happy for him. But I, I just thought that was an interesting note. But, yeah, my real point is that uh, I like how she brings out, she's trying to bring out the human. Feels good to be human, don't you think? And I knew you'd say that. Uh, I will. I will disagree with you on that, because a lot of the Hershey stuff feels very forced. Um, huh. Like, I don't necessarily think that this needed to be a romance. Uh, like, Judge Dredd is Dredd. He is not a sexual being. So he's huh. just... His only love is the law. Oh, it's um, just that, like, as friendships or, like, something. Like, relationships I mean, in general. He, I don't... He doesn't have friends either. We know what happened to his last friend. Um... <laughs> And everyone cheering for him, like, literally, like, the other day, he was sentenced for murder and stuff. Yeah, that's what I thought was weird. And that's why I wrote that down. Like, I say that sarcastically. Okay. Then I, I will give you three points for that. Uh, then we move on to Lexby. If you are talking right now, you are muted. Oh, yeah, I'm muted. Sorry. I, this isn't a big one. Uh, I'll, I'll just talk about the chief a little bit. Uh, Fargo or Griffin? Um, Fargo. Uh, sorry, I have Fargo written just as chief on all of my notes. That's fine. And I have Griffin written as Griffin. Uh, whenever I actually use his name. Uh, but, um, I guess I'll start out with the stuff in the wastes. It seems like he adapts to the wastes really quickly in 24 hours. Yes, he is a judge, but I just found it interesting how he was able to, like, transverse the wastes and instantly find out where Dread was right after Dread just crashed and got out of there. I just thought that was very quick uh, well, and random. I think um, he would have seen Judge being transported, J Dread being transported. How would he have known that was Dread? Well, presumably, I, I would he, assume as former head Judge, he would know that the ship would go out today and they would put him on it. And that may or may not be a stretch, but it's only what I can assume. And he would see that ship go off and then see an explosion. I just thought it was a lot of luck to get him into that room. Oh, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, I also just, this was another small one. I wrote, the chief puts a lot of trust into Dredd. Uh, even, oh, like, yes, Dredd's his son. Yes, he thinks Dredd's loyal, but Dredd's a convicted murderer or whatever, or being convicted of murder. And the chief walks in and closes the door, has the door just closed behind him. And he's just alone in a room, and it's just allowed after he's being accused of murder. Well, I just thought that judge. was... Yeah, that's even more reason. Do you want your chief judge to be strangled to death by a person Presumably, who's apparently murdering people? Like, to be ju chief judge, not only do you have to be, like, smart, I think you have to kick ass, too. I think the person who can kick ass more than chief judge is Judge Dredd, the person who has the giant reputation. Uh, but that's, thing, that's, that's, like, a thing we can't possibly I said they're small things. Because uh, I'm... Most of my big stuff 
part gone. I also, this is just a thing that I don't uh, think you'll care about. Uh, I just wrote double whammy takes too long to say for a combat scenario. I think having double ah. whammy, but that, yeah, super small. Um, okay, I don't think any points for you there, Lexby. Yeah. Step it up. All right, this is going to be our final round here. Uh, because it is the final round, I will ask everybody, how do you think I felt about this movie? Um, Lexby, this was your movie, of course. I will let you say first. I don't... Um, I don't think he thought it was a good movie. Okay. Uh, Roxanne? I would agree. I don't think you thought it was a good movie. I do not think you liked it. <laughs> All right. And Alan. Yeah. I talked about this earlier. I, d I think you didn't like it. I'm going against the gut. All right. For the first time, you are all correct and wrong. See, the thing is, this is a very huh. strange movie. I think as a movie by itself, if you had not, not told me that there was a comic book series that this was based on, and this was just a movie uh, like that you showed me, and I go, I would go, hmm, that's a pretty good movie. I really enjoyed that. Like, overall, it's, it's pretty sound. But if you had told me it was a comic book series that I really liked, and I was like, oh, man, it's going to be based on the 2000 AD comic books. Man, that's awesome. And then I watched it, and it was that. That was horrible. That was the worst movie I've ever seen. It was a tragedy. But see, the thing is, I'm not a big 2080 comic book fan. I've never read any of the issues and stuff, but I don't think it's fair to say this is a good movie in the lens without the comic books, because it wouldn't have come out without the comic books. And it's a whole thing. I think the movie is good overall. It's enjoyable. But if you are a 2080 comic book fan, you will hate this movie, and rightfully so. No one here is in character. Judge Fargo retired 20 years before Judge Dredd takes place. So he shouldn't have been a character. Um, Rico is horribly disfigured in the comic books. Uh, he was in a fire or something, and that's when he was arrested, I believe. And there's just so much of the comic book lore that gets ignored in here. Um, so I will award you points, five points for everybody, because I do like this movie, but I don't like this movie. As contradictory as that is. So our final points all around. Roxanne, what is your final point, please? <sighs> I've got a bunch of small notes on it totally disconnected things so i'm trying to choose the the best one um ah uh, um i will say right now there are some things that i have said that may or may not that no one has collected for points oh that's uh that's tough um, um but yeah you can just give me one of the points you still have i well, I haven't been listening very well. Um, not, I'm not very good at that. Um, Get off my podcast. <laughs> but you know, I am gonna. <sighs> okay, so my two favorite notes I have left. One of them, I really hated, but 
I'm not sure how you would feel about it. Um, so I'm not going to use that one. But the other one, I think you would agree it was <laughs> it was ridiculous. So I'm gonna, just going to go with that one. Um, Fargo's death. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, you know, Dredd is like, don't die. And, like, Fargo makes <laughs> the most ridiculous death sound. He's like... It was the probably the single dumbest death I have ever seen in a movie. Uh, and I think you probably also thought it was dumb. Okay. Um, yeah, so there is a trope. And it is called the world's expert on getting killed. So, like, we have Chief Judge Fargo, who's been leading Mega City 1 for however many years. And he goes out into whatever the place is called, and then almost immediately dies. Like, this man was supposed to be amazing at everything, and then he gets killed by a robot. A robot man, mind you, but a robot nonetheless. Like, on his first or second day out of Mega City. Um, so yeah, that is five points right there. Uh, we move on to Ellen for her last point. Okay, this is back at the beginning of the movie. I like how they were just aiming through, like, non-bulletproof glass and just raining bullets down on the ground upon this block war citizens. And I also like how he said it's better than prison because it made me think, uh, oh, I know it's just a saying and it's also foreshadowing for what's to come, but what kind of prison has he been to where all that the citizens torching vehicles, fighting is better than that? Uh just found that interesting but yeah i just like that's what i was gonna say is like aiming through that just like the sheer chaos kind of really sets the scene i will i will award you three points for that um all right and luxby what is your final point i have a lot of small points but this is i think my favorite out of all of them is like why the fuck did they move the statue of liberty find that to be a really weird detail oh yeah that was hilarious <laughs> a crazy detail it's just like what i know i was like wait you moved the statue of liberty you didn't build around it you actually moved it <laughs> hold on I have it. yeah they moved the statue of liberty that's four points like there's gotta be easier things to do like they were just like yes we have the statue of liberty Let's just go and remove it. Okay, so that's four points there. All right, we are closing in on the final point, on the final point total here. Um, let me just add up your point totals with all the other point totals overall. Okay, we will now move into our last round for points. It is, of course, the bonus round. So, let us start with who... Um, actually, let's start out with the best special effects. What do you think had the best special effects in this whole movie? Uh, Roxanne, we will start with you. This was tough. Um, I... Uh... 
I'm going to say the... The, like, the half-formed clones, even though they don't actually do anything, they looked pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ellen, what about you? What do you think had the best special effects? Um, I think just, like, running from that fire in the incinerator, that was a pretty cool effect. Especially how they were able to, like, dodge it down through that vent. That was actually really cool. And Luxby. Um, like, I didn't think the motorcycle stuff was good at all, but I thought the skyline itself and all of the skyscrapers and all of that looked good, like their futuristic city and the way that they put advertisements in the background and all of that type of stuff. Okay. All of you are wrong. Um... And none of you, I don't even think any of you brought up this character. The best special effects, of course, are Mean Angel, the half robot. uh, He's a cyborg, the cyborg member of the Angel family. Uh, Fun backstory stuff in the comics. He was, he was a nice boy. uh, And because they lived in like the shitty place, he needed to be tougher. So his dad paid a doc, I think he kidnapped a doctor and forcibly made him put robot parts onto Main Angel. But, like, it is so... It's such good makeup, because that's a real dude. And, like, all of it looks so cool. I mean, the follow-up was obviously be Hammerstein. But, like, Mean Angel... Mean Angel is a person that they put all this stuff onto, whereas Hammerstein, I'm not sure, and he's probably just a puppet. Um, so Mean Angel does win Best Special Effects. Um, I will, I will now ask best performance. Uh, I have someone who is, who's gave the best performance. Then I have someone who is a runner up. So if you can name either of those people, uh, I will give you points. So I will, I will allow you to put two people forward for this. Um, so I will say someone, uh, someone did a really good job with very little. Uh, and then the other person had best performance. So I will start with uh, Luxby this time. Uh, you adding a second person in makes it so hard. Um, well, I was going to say Rico because of the over-the-topness of it. Uh, just, uh, for, but uh, another. Um, I didn't have this prepared. Uh... You can only do the one if you if you I can't only think, think there's of one. Two. No. So like for a small person, I can't think of a small so part. so Rico. Okay, um, and then uh, Ellen, what do you think? I was gonna say for the smaller part, uh, even though she was the main character, Judge Hershey, she really had some great points and great lines in that. I really liked her character a lot. She really, really had me really had a good connection there. And I'm okay. just going to say, for the best performance, though, <laughs> I was going to say that would be uh, Fergie. I like his humor, even though you probably didn't. Even though you didn't, but... Yes, I'm of course. Just, Give your favorite performance and not who I think had the best performance. Uh, and Roxanne, what about you? Uh, well, best performance, uh, Armando Sante. 
Uh, fun fact, by the way, he's also the voice of Sekul Khan in The Road to El Dorado. Um, Which one is Sekul Khan? Is he the... Uh, evil guy. Is he the fat guy or the other evil guy? The, uh, well, the fat guy's not evil. He's just... Is he not? No, he's... No, Chief Tani, he's good. I've never seen El, oh, El Dorado. Oh, well, anyway. I'm yeah. very sorry. Well, I know what I'm picking as my movie next time if you invite me back. Okay. But, um... Anyway, so Armand yeah, Asante best performance. is Rico. And um, runner-up is that guy with the name uh, I couldn't say if, as Judge Fargo. Cause I oh, would Max agree. von Sydow. That, yes, that name. Because uh, if that is who you're talking about, I would agree with that he did a lot with not very much. All right. And that is everyone's characters, right? All right. So I believe two of you have gotten Armand Asante as Rico. He was just so crazy, and he had such a great time. I think Armand did amazing, even though it was, it was crazy. It was super over the top, but he was super fun. No one, no one brought up the runner-up, and he was much. He had a much smaller part than everyone else. And I was like, do I say that he has a very small part? But I felt that that would have given him away. It was Scott Wilson, uncredited as Pa Angel. Look. So he plays Herschel in The Walking Dead, by the way. He yeah. has since passed away. Rest in peace. Oh. But he, I, I thought he was so great as, as a kind of pastor, crazy cannibal, that I was like, man, he's just so great. But he's in five minutes of the movie. I'm like, I have to give him a shout out, especially because he was uncredited. I felt so bad for him. Oh, and while we're here, I will give a shout out to Paul Catling, Michelle Taylor and Neil Gordon for because uh, they were listed as the guys that did the Mean Angel special effects. Um, and while we move on to our last one, which which is who is my favorite character in this movie? Um, Ellen, we will start with you. Okay. Well, I was gonna say Fergie, but no, I'm not saying that anymore. Uh. I a think... correct surmise, seeing as I've literally said, I can tell you how this movie will work without him. Yeah. No, I'm going to say that your favorite character was... Sorry, I'm going through all of them again in my head. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, that the robot guy, part of the cannibal family, the May robot? Mean Angel? Yeah, yeah Mean Angel. Okay. Um, Luxby, what about you? What do you think? Oh, God. Um, I found all these so hard. Hershey. I'm gonna, yeah, Hershey. There's like three people I wrote, but that's the okay. one I'm going to throw out there. And Roxanne, what do you think? Uh, God, this was, um, this was hard. Uh, yeah, because I, I don't, um, ah, shit. Um. I feel like there's another one who's <laughs> on the tip of my tongue, but honestly, pretty much everybody was so unlikable. Um, God, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna just say something totally off the wall. Um, I'm gonna say um, <laughs> the um, the reporter, uh, whatever his name was. <laughs> okay. He was giving. I'm disappointed up. in all of you because I, <laughs> I thought it was very obvious who I thought, seeing as I defended her 
Oh. To all of you. Oh, I my thought you might have that. I refuse. Is Doctor Hayden? Why? I refuse to hate her because you're wrong. <laughs> what did you there like about just, her? It's just so funny how horny she is for Rico for no reason. You're <laughs> horny for Rico. Yeah. No, you're horny like, for her, she, and you want her to be horny in that moment. <laughs> I'm telling you. Throughout this, like, in her very small appearances, she, like, Rico almost chokes her, and she is just like, yes, do it. And I'm just like, what is this? What is this performance? <laughs> like, I like women who know what they want. And this doctor <laughs> wants Rico for some reason. <laughs> He's Armand DeSanto. Um, it's so great. Like, let women be horny, guys. I we watched Willow write and them I well into the story if they're going to be horny. Yeah, I agree. So so next <laughs> next next uh, group of people, uh, we did the movies Vampires Kiss, Willow, and Easy A. And I will tell you, in the movie Willow, there is also a character who is super horny for someone, and it's great. I just really enjoy it. Um, so and it, at this point. I'll give anyone 10 points if you can tell me the full plan of the bad guys. Adding the warden in is where I'll get lost. I don't know. Can anyone tell me what the plan was? Um, uh, I was going to say, I was, sorry. Ellen, you started I was going to, I was just going to say, because, well, obviously the good side is just like trying to show Judge Dredd and the law. And so like the bad guys were just trying to take over, have their own society run things, uh, like their own like sort of connection their own sort of like control over everyone and like when Rico comes in again he's been locked away all this time and he just wants to have that sort of power and that control so I kind of saw it more like just like they see that as the form of life to like kind of break away from the law and kind of be more chaotic be more and the like, clones I were guess, they wanted to make clones of the judges and the clones of the judges I Again, I think it's just all about trying to break away from the law and having, like, again, I'd like to have the judges had established how, like, they were running this society in the town and, like, how, uh, again, they were just trying to, like, control people and just, like, going okay, up by, will, like, their rule and what they believed in. I will so, say, yeah. I, th I think it's a bit too vague. I know. I want, why, why was the warden in on this? Why was Rico chosen to be in on this? Um, Roxanne, do you have an explanation? So, I think the warden, uh, as far as, like, Rico Hold getting... On. Someone is messing with stuff? Sorry. Okay, go ahead, Roxanne. So, I think the warden was only just, you know, privy to Rico being kept alive. Um, but I think as far as Rico getting out, I think the warden was a patsy. He didn't know... Rico was going to get out. He had no no stake in that. You know, it didn't even seem like he he would have wanted Rico to get out. Um but as far as uh you know, plans. Uh so Griffin's plan was, you know, to get Rico out, cause chaos, get dread um, you know, accused of murder and convicted. So that Fargo would then retire so that, you know, in an attempt to save Dredd's life, um, so that he could then replace Fargo. And then after Dredd was gone, um, 
you know, just have Rico like kill the other judges and then replace the judges with uh, the clones. But he wanted them to not be, you know, clones of Rico. He wanted them to be like, you know, of the specimens or whatever. Um, but obviously, well, so, sorry, before I get into that, my bad. Uh, Griffin's plan was to just create a new society of his own with his own judges who answered strictly to him um, for whatever reason. Um, sorry, I say for whatever reason is not a good enough reason. My bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> but okay, Rico. I think, I, think, I think we can stop <laughs> off there. Because I will, I will already say the final scores for this week are uh, Roxanne in first place with 71 points. Um, Luxby in second place with 49 points. Uh, and Ellen in last place with 38 points. Bringing our final scores with everything added together. Uh, Ellen, unfortunately, you have come in last place. You got 118 points overall. I think it's still solid that you got over 100, so I'm very proud of you. Um, Luxby, you did a lot better, I will say that. Uh, you got 166 points. Uh, very impressive. You are a very close friend of mine, so I'm not surprised that you got a lot of points. However, in first place, by a factor of more than 20 points, is Roxanne with 188 points. Very impressive. You seem to know my brain a little bit better than the others, but is that really truly a reward? I think so. Um, I will say some of the stuff that we guys, we didn't bring up. My main thing, Sylvester Stallone is a clone of Mac. And of course, this wouldn't be a full series if every one of us didn't have technical issues. We are finally back. I will wrap up very quickly here. Um, so uh, Sylvester Stallone is supposed to be a clone of Max von Sydow. He doesn't look anything like, like Max von Sydow. Neither does Armand Asante, who is also a clone of Max von Sydow. So the thing is, the only thing that they did for this to imply that they're clones is that they gave Sylvester and Armand blue contacts to match <laughs> Max von Sydow. Yeah. Like I said, I did bring this up. In the comics, Judge Dredd's face has never been shown. It's been censored. We can assume it's fucked up, I think. Maybe not. But they showed Judge Fargo's face. And, like, previously. And they went back and they had to cover it because they realized that's Judge Dredd's face. So in the comics, they are identical to each other. Big thing also, no one calls no one says what Rico's last name is because in this continuity, Rico is not Judge Dredd's brother because they are raised as brothers in the comics. So his name is Rico Dredd. In this one, they just don't say what his last name is. Also, I want to point out that Judge Dredd's name is just Joseph. Which, I mean, it's not the most terrifying name. Like, it could have been like Drake Dredd or like... Even Nathaniel Dread, like Axel Dread. No, it's just Joseph. That sounds kind of cute, though. Like just as but, a kid being like Joseph Dread. 
<laughs> I, would, I do appreciate that they at least kept his name as Joseph Dredd, because that is the original comic book name for him. <laughs> um, yeah, so much of the stuff, like snarky technology, as I wrote down in one of my notes, there's a sign that says, eat your own stuff. Um, Citizen Riot in progress, have a nice day. Um, that rookie at the beginning, the rookie dr- judge who come out and immediately dies. I mean, yeah, sure, whatever. He wasn't well-trained in the Academy, I guess. Uh, I did enjoy, at the beginning of the movie, before, um, Fergie gets on my nerves, why don't I run down and surrender? That'll throw him off guard. <laughs> um, Ju- judge Dredd shoots a hole in the floor and then falls into a room full of bad guys and murders them all. Uh, ridiculous. Still fun. Judge turns his back on a criminal with a weapon. Uh, but a fun line. Uh, he's like, I sentenced you. Let me guess. Life, death. And then he shoots him. Um, so many one-liners in this movie. Oh, yeah. So basically, like I, I think I mentioned it before. This movie was supposed to be super serious. Danny Cannon, the director, was like, hey, guys, I want to take 2000 AD and I'm going to make it the fucking coolest movie I've ever made. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be hot shit. Everyone's going to love it. And then Sylvester Stallone was hired and he goes, yes, this is great. He's got such a great chin and I'll never have to see his face. And then the producers were like, no, absolutely not. We're hiring Sylvester Stallone. They have to know it's Sylvester Stallone. And he's like, okay, I guess that's fine. And then Sylvester Stallone got on and he goes, okay, so like, this is supposed to be a funny movie, right? And he goes, yeah. It's not like supposed to be super funny, but like that's what we got Fergie here. He's supposed to be the comic relief. And then he was like, okay, what if I were also comic relief? And he was like, no, Judge Dredd isn't funny at all. He's like super hard-nosed and serious. Like Leslie Nielsen, before he started doing Airplane, he's like, yeah, yeah. What if I was Leslie Nielsen in The Naked Gun? He was like, no, 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 no. Like That is even worse, because that's the bit where he becomes ridiculous. All the stuff before that, he was entirely serious and wasn't a jokester at all. He goes, okay, I hear you. I'm going to do it like the <laughs> Naked Gun movies. And then that's how the movie... Like, Danny Cannon did not want his name on this movie. Um, they also, they say Chief Justice instead of Chief Judge. In the comic books, it's Chief Judge, and they say Justice, and I've referred to him as Chief Judge, because that's what he's supposed to be. Um, oh, also, yeah, like I said, the villain's name is just Rico. Um, there's a whole thing about the lawgiver, uh, the judge gun, like, when people pick up the lawgiver... It's supposed to explode. It explodes in the comics. And this one, it just shocks a dude. But they say it's going to blow your arm off in the shot. They also, yeah, that one dude also says, don't touch that. It will blow your arm off. <laughs> and then Rico grabs it and points it at him. And he goes, oh, what now? And it's like, what are you? What but they the had previously shown it shocking. Yeah, that was stupid. Um, and then I thought that Rico was given his lawgiver in the jail when he shoots the uh, guard. Apparently that's not his lawgiver, although his badge is there. And also, when he impersonates Judge Dredd, like, I thought this was going to be a thing. When he shoots the reporter at the beginning, the reporter and his wife, I thought it was going to be a thing of, yes, it the DNA corresponds to Dredd because they're clones of each other. And therefore, Judge Dredd 
and Rico can pick up each other's guns because it would recognize them. And then Rico also, like, they were like, it's clearly you, Dread. And I was like, oh, are they going to reveal that Rico is his brother? Because it will say Dread on his uniform. And then they don't bring that up. Um, there's a very funny thing where the, uh, when the warden is shot in the throat, which I really enjoyed that Rico shot him in the throat and didn't kill him because he knew the guns would kill him instead. And it's like, he didn't have to do that, but like he shoots him in the throat, which is very smart because then the warden can't say, don't shoot me, please. And then the robot says, guns are training. Please remain still. Um, the guns can't recognize that the warden is the warden, despite he should be the warden of the prison. Um, I think Dread Dread makes a joke about, um, that's what I was going, that's, I knew you'd say that or stuff. Or like, he makes a joke about a thing that he was repeating in like the scene where like he's like when he's at the academy or whatever, like, he obviously makes a joke, and then he doesn't smile or laugh about it. Like, in front of the trainees, they're like, he's like, if you make it to the street. And then they all laugh, and he just stares at them, and he's like, you clearly meant that as a joke. Why aren't you smiling? He didn't. Um, Judge Hershey, uh, in the comics, she actually has, like, a very specific hairstyle, and they don't give it to her. Because, like, it's supposed to be like a, uh, like a, not a bowl cut. What it was... I forget what that specific haircut is, but it's supposed to be like all around the side of your head, like perfectly framing it. And it's kind of like a bob. It's a bob. Uh, I just thought of it. Um, Dread was sent to teach at the Academy. Why is Hershey also at the Academy? Because at no point do they say that the Academy and the base of operations for the police is the same. Because that was wholly confusing. I thought it was like in a different area, like in the Cursed Land or whatever. And then Hershey is also just there. And I go, why is she there if he was sent to teach? Um, Rico gets inside of a body bag somehow. Um, like, not only does, like, Rico hold on to, like... To say. Like, he holds on to the bridge somehow. Like, they don't, we don't even see his hands. We just see him climb up behind the two guards. He kills the two guards. How does he get in a body bag? Like, are the other guards there and he pretends to be dead and they just don't check his pulse? I did enjoy when he's in the body bag and he just sits up, though. But, like, the dude, the body bag guy hears, some, hears Rico sit up and he's like, I'm not going to turn around. <laughs> And then, like, I assume we're going to get a scene where we, right after Rico sits up and murders that dude in the body bag, the very next scene is him just in Mega City 1. Like, I was expecting him to, like, murder a bunch of people and get into a, and get into one of their ships or just go and get into a ship sneakily. No, he's just in Mega City 1 now with no explanation how he's there. The dude at the pawn shop who is holding on to uh, Rico's lawgiver and stuff has police insignia on top of it. And he's like, I don't know what's in there. You can assume what's in there, dude. Um, also, this dude explains to the audience what a lawgiver is, even though we already got some explanation. 
Um, there's also a stupid line from Rico there. Gee, how do you like that? I must be a judge when he has the gun. Uh, I have Hammerstein looks cool as fuck. Rico shoots a shoots the dude in the face, and then he starts smoking that guy's cigar. And then later on, when he's talking to Griffin in Griffin's office, he's still smoking that same cigar, and it's clearly smaller. Which is hilarious. Uh, when Judge Dredd is sentenced, and they're like, hey, like, you're guilty. He starts going, I'm not, I am the law. And like, Judge Dredd would be like, okay, I accept your decision. And then do something about it. Like, I don't think he should be freaking out there. Uh, in the comics, Dredd and Rico are clones of Fargo, therefore all men should be identical, which would explain the identical DNA. However, if they have Dredd's DNA on file, they should also have Rico's and Fargo's on file, and he should be a match for all three of them. Like, Rico's DNA at the scene of the crime should implicate all three men. Also, throughout the movie, everyone keeps saying Janus wrong. It's Janus, he's a Roman god, and they keep saying Janus? They just keep saying it wrong. I don't even know if I'm saying it right right now. Like, like if Fargo thinks that Judge Dredd is messed up, why wouldn't he, like, go to confirm just to make sure that Rico is still locked up? Like, if he knew that Rico was messed up and he murders innocent people and stuff, why would he at no point go, hmm, I'm going to call up that prison real quick? Didn't he think Rico was dead? He shouldn't, because Judge Dredd says, I arrested him. I think everyone thought Rico was dead, but Griffin oh, and the so warden. He was secretly keeping him there. But That's I also I do think everyone should have known when the warden was killed and Rico yeah. leaves that someone escaped yeah. to prison. Nobody investigated that at all? <laughs> Judge Fargo, uh, when he goes on the long walk, no one explains what it is. It's just like... <laughs> You're given a gun, and you're, you go. And we can understand what the long walk is after it happens, but, like, you explain so many things here. Go bring law to the law. Um, Griffin leaves his door open while Rico's in his room. You know, someone who was either thought dead or in prison. Um... Uh, I enjoyed Rob Schneider's impression of Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Because, like, he's sitting there making fun of him, and then he does, I am the law, in his voice. Um, Fergie, when Judge Dredd gets shanked, or attempted to shank, Fergie's trying to stop Dredd from being shanked for some reason. Like, he's literally angry at him and berating him, calling him Dredd and stuff. Also, so many times, Fergie ruins something by saying Dredd's name. I... Ugh. At no <laughs> yeah. point, like... Also, I will point out, so at the beginning of the movie, his name is revealed as whatever, something whatever Ferguson. <laughs> and Judge Dredd calls him Ferguson. I don't think on the airplane he calls him anything. And then when they're kidnapped by the Angel family, he just randomly starts calling him Fergie. <laughs> There's no thing where like he's like, nah, no, I don't go by Ferguson. Just call me Fergie. No, Judge Dredd just starts calling him Fergie. He doesn't seem like the nickname giver. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Hershey is like, Hershey holds up a picture of Judge Dredd and Rico because 
Dredd still has it. And she goes, I need to know who this man is. While you're holding two people up in a picture. <laughs> uh, mean Angel looks awesome. Dredd calls Fergie. Fergie out of nowhere. Oh my god. One of my favorite things that no one brought up and I was very disappointed. In the in the Angel family scene, when Judge Dredd is like fighting them or whatever like it's so funny there's a moment where he just does this yell and it kills me i have it recorded hold on i don't think you heard it i'll try it again that might have been just It fucking killed me. I went back and replayed that so many times. <laughs> um, Mean Angel makes a reference to baseball. How the fuck does he know what baseball is? I think he goes, I'm going for a home run. Um, Judge Fargo tells his clone, you were like a son to me. He is your son. <laughs> Uh, Rico and that scientist have serious fuck me eyes. <laughs> Rico's still smoking that cigar. Um, when Dredd and Fergie fall out of the uh, incinerator, they don't land on top of each other, even though they should have. Um, Fergie keeps calling the fugitive Dredd by his easily recognizable name. <laughs> now, uh, then I think. Judge Griffin gets a good line where he says, Now who says politics is boring after brutally murdering a room full of politicians? Um, Fergie, te- in front of a bunch of judges, Fergie tries to tell Dredd, tell them I'm innocent. First of all, you weren't innocent. Like, you were just trying to, like, you know, save yourself, but you still crime. Like, throughout this movie, they set up that Fergie hacks computers so many times like he does at the beginning with that, with a food bot or is it a trash bot? I'm not sure. Uh, and like I assume because they say this com- this motorcycle is on the fritz at the beginning of the movie, I thought it was there was going to be a scene later on when they get on that bike and Judge Dredd is like, oh, this bike isn't working, and then Fergie go, hold on, let me do it, and then he fixes the bike because it's an like it's a piece of machinery. I thought there was going to be a good thing where like he finally does something, but no, Judge Dredd hits the thing and then it goes. And even at the end, when Fergie gets shot and then he's on the ABC Warrior, he's not reprogramming it. He's not hacking it to make it loyal to Dredd. He's just pulling wires out of it. But sure, he he's not the... Because he has several charges of tampering with technology, and the only thing we get is him pulling cords out. Uh, I did enjoy, what the hell kind of criminal are you? A nice criminal! Uh, Fergie accidentally shoots somebody. Um, the motor hoverbike crashes into a building, and the build- top of the building just explodes. Judge Dredd murders several other judges who think he's a criminal, and they aren't bad guys, and he still murders them in that chase. Like, you know that you're innocent. You know that they're just trying to do their job. Why are you murdering them? 
Because he values his life more than theirs, even though all of them are innocent. You think a judge um, would be willing to die for two other innocent judges to live? Judge Dredd, uh, when they're in Hershey's apartment and they sneak up on her, Hershey puts a gun in his face, her lawgiver, and then he brushes it aside. Like, he fully on touches it and puts it aside. What constitutes touching someone else's lawgiver that will make it explode? I would assume even touching it, like, even brushing it would make it explode. Um, then Rico says, you should congratulate me, because I'm about to be a daddy. And then Dr. Hayden agrees, looks like they actually fucked. Because she's like, <laughs> yeah, you are. And I was Jeez. like, she's so horny for him. Griffin, wa- Judge Griffin walks towards the murder bot to kill Rico. You know that's a giant murder bot. Those were decommissioned and stuff. Why would you walk toward it? Uh, Judge Griffin, like, we see him getting hauled up by the robot and he goes, rip his limbs off. And then we see, like, like, we see an arm come off and, and Judge Griffin doesn't fall. Like, the robot only has two arms. What's holding him off? Uh, Judge Hayden, or sorry, Dr. Hayden says he looks a lot like you, uh, referring to Rico to Dread, and I go, to a blind man? Uh, Dread has a v-neck for no reason, and I think that's his costume for the rest of the movie. I will say those clones, absolutely terrifying. They looked amazing. They didn't do anything. There was supposed to be like a fight scene with them, and then it just didn't happen, and it was, it was bad. Disappointing. Disappointing, indeed. Um, someone says, I'll, one of the judges says, I'll be the judge of that. And I go, really? It took you that long to say that? And also, just to say that? Uh, fun fact, Fergie was originally supposed to die. So, like, when he gets shot, that was supposed to be his death scene. And then him heroically saving them to sacrifice himself. <sighs> Apparently, test audiences liked Fergie. And they were like, mm, we'll go back and film it. And then it... And it's so bad because it's Dredd talking to Hershey and then it cuts to him clearly on a different set. And it's him just saying things. Uh, the forced romance between Fergie or between Hershey and Dredd. We don't need that. I don't think that they were ever involved in the comics or anything. You just were like, we have a man and a woman. They need to end up to each with each other. Um, there's no scene where Dredd uses Rico, Rico's lawgiver. Like, there's no payoff for that at all. Um, Griffin and the Warden never feel like actual villains. Like, the Warden, all he does is talk to Rico, and then he gets shot. Griffin, the only time that he gets close is when he shoots all the other judges, and it's like, well, is that really, like, a corrupt thing, seeing as they all are just kind of... They're like, yeah, crime is up. The only thing is, is we have to train judges. It's like... I fully do not understand because Griffin wanted to make more clones to bolster the police force. And he thought that Rico was a good way to do it? Like, all he had to do was frame Dread for anything and have it go well. He didn't need Rico at all. There is no reason for him to get an incriminally insane man there. 
there's other ways of getting Rico's DNA to be put on somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and call it dreads without having Rico walking around free for everyone to know that that yeah. is not. Yeah. Let me tell you, so Fergie does absolutely nothing in this movie of sustenance <laughs> other than the when he saves them from the ABC robot. Like, at the beginning when he's, like, being shown into the city, we could have just seen Dread on patrol. Like, we didn't even need, like, him being in the block war at all. And because Dread would have just been called to the block war. Uh, like, we could have followed Hershey and that rookie. We could have set, like, the rookie up to be, like, a main character. Like, you think he's going to be the audience surrogate, and then he dies, and it's much more surprising than when he's just randomly introduced, and then he's not listening to Hershey at all, and then he dies. And then, like, the the, the ship would have crashed anyways without, uh, when the angels saw it, they were still going to shoot it down whether or not Fergie was on it. They were going to torture uh, Dread anyway because he was Dread and put them in jail or banish them or whatever. Um, I think the only thing is maybe Fergie tells him about the exhaust pipe, but I want to say that Dread is the one who says he knows about the exhaust pipe. Um, so that didn't really matter because Fergie's the one that trips. And then they end up back in the city, and then Fergie is complaining to Dredd, like, tell them I'm innocent, tell them I'm innocent. He's like, he just wants to go. Like, sure, he lures like a guy, and he goes, I'm lost. Is this the bathroom? And then Dredd punches that guy. But, like, Dredd just could have found, like, a guy to punch. And, like, he doesn't help them with Hershey's apartment. All he does is fix her microwave. And then they go, they must be at the Hall of Justice, or whatever. Fergie does nothing in this movie of substance other than just be the comic relief. But Sylvester Stallone is trying to be the comic relief, so there's no reason for him to be in this movie. And the Fergie in the comic books has a giant thing where he does sacrifice himself and to take out the big bad guy. And Fergie doesn't even sacrifice himself. He just... just pulls out some cords and then he's fine later. I think even if Sylvester Stallone didn't try to be comic relief, if they didn't have Rob Schneider, Sylvester Stallone trying to be Judge Dredd seriously would have been comic relief. <laughs> just agreed. I, so. I, I just want to say one, one last thing about that. Yes. There was a note I had early on in the movie, which I didn't mention earlier because I know you haven't really seen any Ernest movies, but, um, uh, Right when Dredd is first introduced and he's walking out and he's like, they're firing two 20 millimeter caseless Fletcher rounds at 300 meters. The effective lethal range is 200 meters. His whole demeanor in that scene, uh, the way he was speaking, it was 100% uh, a scene from Ernest Scared Stupid, like the way he was presenting um and it's a scene where, like, Ernest is walking down the stairs and he's covered in a bunch of troll fighting gear. Um, but anyway, I loved that for just how out of place and ridiculous it was. Uh, but yeah, I think he was trying to be cool, but it was not. <laughs> you know, if, it was, if the movie was like him committing to everything like that, I think it would have been slightly better. Yes. Also, don't take his helmet off. Yes. Yeah. All right.
So Roxanne has won both this round and the game overall. So next week we will be talking about a cult, I believe. That is so right. I thank everyone for joining me. Uh, commiserations to Lexby and Ellen. Uh, you guys did wonderful, but not good enough. Oh, Roxanne God. is can't flipping see, them off. but Roxanne's flipping both of us off. Yes. Um, <laughs> and of course, on this show, we know that uh, I am the best boy, but for this movie, the best boy was Peter Goddard. So good for you. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, like I said, I said earlier, but I will announce correctly. Uh, uh, next month's game will, of course, be with three new players. Uh, and our movies are Vampire's Kiss starring Nicolas Cage, uh, Willow uh, starring uh, Val Kilmer, which there's a whole thing there that I'm going to talk about next week. But also, more importantly, um, Warwick Davis, the main character. Um, and then Easy A, uh, starring Emma Stone. Um, so, thank you so much for joining me. I will see you, well, I hope to see you next week. Until then, eh, I am correct.